This is Castle Stories, a podcast from Newcastle Castle about the rich history of the Northeast. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Castle Stories. I'm your host, David Silk. In this series, looking at castle myths, we're going to closely examine something that should never be closely examined medieval hygiene. Most people imagine that castles were dank, drab, damp, drafty, stinking places whose inhabitants never washed and were constantly infested with lice and fleas and whose world largely smelled of rotting food and excrement. So uh, how true is this filthy view of the Middle Ages? Now, while it's not without its basis, in fact, this myth seems to largely arise from stereotypes about the medieval period and the state that many castles find themselves in now. It's perhaps not very surprising that a building that's been in ruins for several hundred years would seem a little bit drafty, and not an overly appealing place to live in. Most people's experience of castles is of crumbling ruins, their walls stripped down to the bare stone, the windows mere holes, and the stones falling down. When they were first built, though, castles were extremely expensive, high-status buildings. The windows were fitted with shutters to keep the wind and rain out. The walls were plastered and painted, often elaborately, and the castle buildings were fitted with all the mod cons to keep the inhabitants as comfortable as possible. In our own castle keep, here in Newcastle, we can point to three main surviving features meant to provide comfort for the inhabitants. Firstly, if you go into the well room in the castle keep, you will see two large stone basins on either side of the wall next to the well. The drains in these lead to a series of lead pipes that go down through the thickness of the walls and into the lower chambers of the keep. The remains of one of these pipes can actually still be seen peeking out through a stone pillar in the cellar. It's probable that the ends of these pipes would have been fitted with wooden taps. In this way, it was possible for the servants to essentially fill the water system up from the well without carrying buckets of water around the building, while the inhabitants on the lower floors could get fresh water on tap. Out of a lead pipe, but... Hey-ho. Contrary to popular belief, people did in fact drink water in the Middle Ages, and water was also useful in an aristocratic building for something else that medieval people were very fond of. Bathing. Now, if you believed everything in movies, you'd imagine the Middle Ages was a fetid era of filthy bodies and constant reeking sewage. In fact, medieval people were pretty concerned with keeping clean and smelling nice. In fact, Bad smells were believed to be a major cause of disease, so combating them was very important. There's a letter from the king to the mayor of Newcastle in 1336 in response to a complaint from the sheriff of the castle ordering the people of Newcastle to stop dumping dung, offal and other waste into the castle's moat because the smell was infecting the air. Most medieval people washed themselves in a basin in the morning, washed their hands before and during eating and bathed regularly. Bathing was generally either in a big wooden tub, like a half-barrel, laboriously filled with hot water and placed next to the fire to keep it warm, or in a public bathhouse, which were common in most towns of any size. Soap was used, and the water often had sweet-smelling herbs added to it as well. Of course, the provision of water in the castle had a practical function as well. The keep was the last redoubt in a siege, and needed its own supply of water so that it could hold out even if the rest of the castle fell. The second feature in the castle that gave a measure of comfort and luxury to the inhabitants of the keep were the garderobes. Although these small chambers give their name to the modern wardrobe where we keep clothes, these were in fact the toilets. It is possible that the inhabitants also kept clothes in these spaces, since ammonia from urine was believed to drive off moths, lice and other parasites and insects that might otherwise infest or damage your clothing. 
although they look quite primitive to the modern eye, just a, a wooden bench with a hole in it. An indoor toilet was a luxury compared with an outside latrine, and the solars, with their own private en-suite garderobes, would have seemed very luxurious. Uh, to get round the problem of what to do with all of the uh, waste, all of the garderobes in the keep are built on the same side of the building, so they essentially all empty into the same chute and end up in a tiny room at the base of the keep. The cesspit. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to argue that the cesspit didn't stink, but that had the advantage of being a long way away from anyone inside the keep. Once you were done, you'd wipe with a scrap of cloth and, of course, wash your hands. The final feature we see in the keep designed to improve the general comfort of the inhabitants are the fireplaces. Big deal, you say. Fireplaces? Well, we pretty much have castle builders to thank for fireplaces and their invention. Before castle towers, most houses were single-storey buildings with a hearth, essentially a fire built in the middle of the floor, with the smoke rising up and drifting out through the thatch or a little smoke hole in the top of your roof. The Romans had multi-storey tower blocks, it's true, uh, but because lighting fires in them tended to have the unfortunate side effect of burning them to the ground, they tended to avoid fires, and the poor people who lived in these tenements uh, generally had takeout most nights. When large stone castle towers started to be built, especially in chilly northern climes like around Newcastle, people had to find some means of heating them up. A fire in the floor wouldn't be much good, especially as it would quickly fill the small chambers inside with acrid smoke. So in the 12th century, fireplaces and chimneys were invented to solve this problem. The fireplaces in the castle keep in Newcastle are thought by most experts to be original uh, to the building of the keep in 1178, making them among the oldest fireplaces anywhere in Britain. Being set into the wall rather than in the middle of the room, these fireplaces allowed for the first time small rooms to be heated and allowed for the creation of comfortable private chambers within the castle keep. Of course, all this relative luxury was only for the wealthy. The poorer inhabitants of the castle, such as the servants, had to make do with half-timbered accommodation in the castle yard, or even sleeping on the floor of the Great Hall in the Keep, which can't have been particularly comfortable. But overall, castles weren't bad places to live, and the medieval period was far from being as filthy, smelly and unhygienic as modern popular culture would have you believe. If you were lucky enough and rich enough to live in a castle, fresh water, private toilets with your own peasant to empty it for you, and well-heated rooms could have been yours, along with regular baths if you are so inclined. So, in our next episode, we'll be having a look at another medieval myth inspired by the drab stones of ruined castles, the myth of the monochrome Middle Ages. Castle Stories is a Newcastle Castle production. This week's host was David Silk. You can find out more about Castle Stories and about Newcastle Castle at newcastlecastle.co.uk